0: Hello, you're listening to an episode of the Safa Talents podcast series. I'm Katya, founder of safatalents.org. We feature personal stories about people in the Middle East. At the heart are people who are building bridges and connecting hearts across cultures with a special focus on women and talents. Their stories will enrich our perspectives on the Middle East. In this second episode from Oman, I visited Naji Ashuheimi in his house in the suburbs of Muscat. We talked about Oman's village life and changing traditions, how the languages found him, his dream, his beard, the differences between German and Arab cultures, and his fight for modern teaching methods. To encourage talents. It was a very hot day, so we had to keep up with the blasting air conditioning in the background. Please excuse any sound issues. Now, let Naji take you into his Oman world. Enjoy. Welcome and Ahlan wa Sahlan, dear listeners. Today, I'm sitting here with Naji Al Shuhaymi. I met you the first time it's already been a few years ago i told you before for me you are a man who somehow embodies omani tradition and culture and also the wisdom and also for me you are a man of languages because you you speak arabic of course <laughs> english and german but you're also a teacher of languages and i know that you write Poetry, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, this is a perfect possibility to talk about building bridges and connecting hearts between our cultures. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for taking the time for this You're talk. Welcome.
1: You're welcome.
0: I think it would be nice to describe for our listeners a little bit our setting.
1: This area is very new in Muscat, and there are so many houses, so many people are coming from different places from Oman, and they are living here together. And yes, living in this part of uh, Muscat, the capital city, is also interesting and rich of so many questions, so many themes, so many conflicts sometimes. And you hear, of course, uh, our air conditioning <laughs> because yeah. the, the weather is so hot outside the house. And you know, summer is beginning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And actually, when you come here, you still see a lot of construction work. So every street, there are new houses uh, being built. It's still in the process of developing this infrastructure because also Muscat is growing really fast.
1: Yes, of course. There are so many reasons for that. For example, the people are coming here because they are looking for jobs. And they are moving from the uh, villages uh, towards uh, the towns. And this kind of moving is also another story. Uh, They are building new uh, relationships with uh, different people. And yes, because it is uh, the capital city and there are so many chances to find a job. And the service is uh, better than the villages. Hmm. This is positive and also a little bit negative. Maybe we'll speak about that. Later. Yeah,
0: I mean, you can see it even in your room as you described it with these pictures around. So you preserve somehow the identity of the village here even though you are in the big city. Yes, um. I think
1: people are mi- uh, missing this kind of feeling behind the trees, under the leaves, behind or near the deserts, the mountains. and They are missing also the... The brown color of the old buildings, especially forts and the buildings of grandfathers and grandmothers and the old families. And this is very clear when you enter their houses. Mm. So, yes, they are moving to the towns, but they are still remembering their original uh, villages. And they actually want to go back to their villages. Deep because, in their hearts. Yes. Mm. They feel they're uh, uh, comfortable. Uh, between the trees, near the falldges, and phalages,
0: I just need to explain this a little bit. Falldge is the water system in Oman, yes, like the so many little channels. Channels, over yeah. the Water,
1: and they are uh, watering trees according to this uh, complicated system. But uh, again, they are missing those falldges, hmm. and this is also another story, very deep story with the falldges, hmm. water.
0: It's very important in Oman. Yes, Mm. it's very
1: important, and they remember when they were young. They were watering the trees sometimes during the day, sometimes in the evening, and so many things happened when they are watering. For example, Mm. they sit together near the village and they speak about the trees, speak about their families, till they finish watering their small lands, and they, they go home. At that time, there were no electricity, mm. and they took only those traditional lights with the oil, for example, and yes, it was a little bit dark, but inside themselves, it was a little bit lightning.
0: It sounds like from a different world a little bit. And I think you also grew up in a village.
1: That's that's why I'm (laughs) (laughs) seeing.
0: So it sounds also like a a good memory. Yes, yes, of course. How did growing up in a village as a little boy in Oman back then shape you and how did you find the way to languages? I mean, this seems uh, not like a natural thing in a village. Mm-hmm.
1: So there are, there are two questions. The first question you asked me, yes, I am a villager, I ca- I'm, I'm coming from a village, and when I come here, I come with my, uh, what you say, uh, traditions and culture maybe, because uh, each one uh, of us has a very small culture, very small... Uh, habits of uh, traditions and when i came here to the capital city uh, i found also those people who have different backgrounds different traditions not a very big difference between us but they are still different so what happened in muscat is like integration between different uh, cultures and traditions and new tradition has been born. so uh, It's la- like
0: a melting pot.
1: Yes. So it's, uh, now, after this kind of mixing between cultures and traditions, we have now a new tradition that I haven't seen before. Oh. Something new.
0: Can you describe it a little bit? I will or?
1: describe through one example. For example, the neighborhood. When I was a child, I was a son of my father, but at this at the same time, I was a son of our our neighbors. They educated me, they uh, uh tried to find the the right things for me and if they if if i am for example if if i was uh uh sick they would uh, they would uh, take me instead of my father because they consider themselves as father also.
0: So it's a very wide definition of family. Yes.
1: It's, uh, yes. it's tribal.
0: Would you say this is tribal?
1: Yes, tribal. And uh, even between villages, small villages, if we heard about some someone who was sick or who, who was in the hospital and he lived in another village, we have to visit him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this kind of rel- relationship make the unity very strong. So we don't ask about our religion, Mm. even religion. So uh, uh, at that time we had people from India, for example, from Pakistan also. And we didn't ask them about their uh, sect or their religion. They are people. And that's why if they are sick, if they are hungry, if they want help, then we... Uh, give them that kind of help. And even,
0: can I just add, um, because even uh, there are different kinds of Muslims in Oman, so Mm -hmm. there are the Ibadi, the Mm -hmm. Shia, the Sunnah, Mm -hmm. but I don't see, like you all pray together in Mm -hmm. the mosque, there is no difference between Mm -hmm. the different forms of Muslim
1: faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, Yeah, they, they get married. From, them, uh, said from different uh, groups so uh, we don't care about this difference hmm. we don't ask and this is a very special thing here in the Omani uh, society we don't ask about your religion we don't ask about your language about your uh, color we just respect you because you are a human being you are people like us hmm. and that was in the past which was like a base for uh, the new generation. Uh, now uh, I am here in Maskat And after this interesting childhood, I came here to Maskat And then the story of the language uh, has begun here in Mascat.
0: Ah, so the, the, the story did not start in the village. It started here. Uh,
1: maybe uh, there is uh, indirect uh, reason because in the villages they care about language more
0: that's arabic. surprising
1: arabic and learning arabic especially when you learn arabic grammar helps you to think and analyze the other languages this kind of thinking i think helps you to study another languages for example english and German, and other uh, languages.
0: And I think you started with English, did you?
1: Yes, I started with English, and that was not my choice.
0: (laughs) 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 Whose choice was it?
1: I think university choice. They gave us tests and uh, then uh, interviews, and after that they said, okay, your best place is to be an English teacher. (laughs) I said, okay, it's okay also. Even though my my English at that time was not good because the weakest degree was in English. (laughs) I was very good in physics and mathematics.
0: That's Uh, surprising that they didn't want you to go into this direction because, I mean, Oman needs... Or needed back then. Uh, yeah, you know, experts. Yeah,
1: you know, uh, the university uh, wanted only. Each year there is amount of people to be in College of Engineering, amount of um, people in College of, for example, medicine, and like this.
0: So it's bureaucratic reasons in the
1: end. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, but uh, that didn't mean that I uh, lost my uh, dream. Okay. What I, was your dream? Shipping engineering. Oh. I wanted to be an engineer, but engineer in, uh, in a ship, repairing those machines. Oh. Yeah. And the story of this, if you allow me to speak. Please,
0: go ahead. <laughs>
1: so uh, uh, my father was in the Navy. And he worked in the ships and also uh, in different places related to Navy. Also weapons. But weapons was not interesting for me. But two weeks, three weeks, our father took us to one ship, just to have a look. And then I liked the ship. I liked also the those machines. I remembered uh, my father brought me cupboard of iron. It's a very heavy cupboard, and I have uh, three shelves in my cupboard. The last shelf has only papers, no clothes at all. And those papers are maps and sketching of ship. Oh. I didn't understand anything because everything was written in uh, academic words, but it was very interesting for me to see a ship, details, so many details. I remember uh, one, one machine had more than 300 parts. That means nothing is impossible. <laughs> Sometimes you have to work, you have to collect so many parts in order to produce something creative.
0: So you did visualize it? Yes. Um, and it stayed like that, more or less?
1: Yes. But unfortunately, according to my, my degree, I was an English teacher. But that was also a door that has been opened for me to study shif and parts of shif, but in, in English. in Ah, English.
0: Uh, so you did study
1: uh, about ships
0: or you were reading about reading, it and, just oh, Reading, just uh-huh, reading, because uh-huh. it was
1: interesting for me. Yeah, so it's a hobby. It's a hobby, uh-huh. yes, only uh-huh. reading and reading. Then, yes, after graduation, uh, I was uh, English teacher
0: but you found the way to german as well which is i think a little bit closer to arabic than english yes sir?
1: but that ca- that came a little bit later so after 6 years of being an english teacher there was like an interview for uh, 60 english teachers and the committee the people wanted those people they wanted only 10 teachers for uh, five female uh, teachers and five uh, male teachers I was interested in uh, German because of this reason, because of uh, industry.
0: Because of the industry.
1: Industry, uh, also uh, Germany is very uh, famous of uh, industry, and she.
0: Oh, the ships. Ships. also. Oh. <laughs> yes. Ships and, okay.
1: And that's uh, th- that was also a reason. I said maybe it was a chance, a chance for me to study also the ships, and maybe I will be uh, an engineer in the future. It was not too late. <laughs> to, uh, to lose So uh, yes I tried my best uh, in the interview And fortunately w- w- Were uh, in the interview People from Germany
0: So the Germans chose you
1: I think yes <laughs> I think yes Because you know, you know uh, Sometimes people from your country uh, Don't help you And sometimes Especially in the Arab world they are not so much fair. Mm. And sometimes they look at you from your appearance. Mm. And as you see me, I have a beard. <laughs> I and mean,
0: that is something I would love to ask I, you. I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I just have to mention that shortly mm. uh, you wear like the distasha, the Umani dress, mm. and the cap. Mm. And you have this impressive beard. Mm around your face. Yes. I say. Yes. Um, and I was wondering, I mean usually people of religion wear that beard. Is that correct?
1: I think this is not correct. Okay. This is not related to religion. This is related to personality. And we the Omanis we think that everyone has freedom also of his appearance. Uh, I want a beard, the other people they they don't want. That doesn't mean that my religion is uh, stronger than their religion. Of course not. But this is my pers- personality, and I am very proud of my personality. I don't like imitating people. because. So what's
0: the uniqueness of your personality for somebody who doesn't know you?
1: It's very easy. I am, I am a man. <laughs> related to you, related to people. All people have the, the freedom to... If they want to change their personality, okay. If not, then it's okay.
0: And the beard underlines your personality.
1: I think yes. You know, uh, when I was a child, most of my teachers had a beard. I (laughs) remember one of my teachers, I asked him uh, about one teacher who hadn't any beard. Uh, So he shaved his beard. I asked, I asked him, what is better, to have a beard or not to have a beard? <laughs> he, he, has, he, he said, okay, do you know the lion? I said, yes. Does the lion have beard? I said, yes. He said, okay, then you are like a lion. <laughs> so the child understands like this. Okay? And those people who don't have beard, they are not lions.
0: <laughs> ah, now you know, I what, get it yes.
1: What do you want to be? Do, do you want to be a lion or not? I said yes, I want to be a lion But you know, this beard gives me a lot of motivation
0: uh-huh. Motivation to grow or motivation to... to live To live
1: Yes, to live and to cope with different situations
0: uh-huh.
1: I remember for example... Uh, after the first year of uh, studying German, we uh, had to travel to Germany in order to study there and to talk with people also. And the the level was A1. Our teacher is from Germany and she asked one woman from Egypt to come to us and told us about Germany in order to clear something uh, for us about living there because, you know, Cultures are different, what we have here, uh, maybe we will not find there. And that's why this uh, woman, our expert, uh, she will explain to us about living in Germany. And this expert, between brackets, told me especially, are you going to go like this? I said, yes. I am very proud of my personality. You will not shave your beard? I said, no. (laughs) Why? Why? People will look at you. Okay, let them look. (laughs) Let them look. It's not annoying, okay? She said, you have to shave your beard. Then I decided not to go to Germany because of her. I asked my German teacher and she told me, the German will not look at you like this kind of strange looking because this is appearance and you you are free you will find also people who are not muslim maybe mm-hmm, and they have beard it's okay this is your personality and everybody will respect you no nobody will say to you stop why do you have a beard
0: don't cross this street because you have a beard
1: Yes, maybe, <laughs> maybe like this. And the German teacher said, "No, no, this is not correct. Please go to Germany." So you tested it. You went there. Yes. What did you find? Oh, I find very nice, uh, very uh, nice, very nice people. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. The first traveling was to uh, live with the family, and that was uh, in January. Snow, everything white. The first time for me to travel, and the first uh, time for me to see this life white, <laughs> from not the sc- brown, not brown, but not
0: everything cold and white,
1: white, uh-huh. and uh, this kind of uh, white color is coming from the earth, from the earth, and from the sky also, everywhere, too cold. It was. How
0: did you feel? I mean, you felt cold, but besides cold, how mm. d- how did it feel?
1: I was a little bit afraid because the taxi didn't uh, uh, stop near, closely near the door of the family. He said, uh, he told me, okay, you have this number, just see the number of the house. And this is also a new experience for me. We don't have numbers at the doors or near the doors. Sometimes, yes, we have numbers here in Oman. Sometimes we don't have numbers. But nobody
0: knows the numbers here. So nobody's looking for
1: them. That's why. The description here, you go straight, then you left, then right. Then the mosque. You find the mosque. It is in the right. Yeah. Very complicated story. (laughs) But that was easier. But at the same time, new experience for me. Then I saw the number. And I found the door. It was too cold and also dark.
0: And that's actually only because you're mentioning now the streets. I mean, everybody can very easily find a street uh-huh. and a house uh-huh. in Germany or in Austria, wherever. Uh-huh. Here for us, from Europe, it's very, very difficult to find. Uh-huh. Because actually you have to know some somehow, you have to know the area. But it's just an example for me that in Europe everything is so much more rational and based on logic mm. because there is the street name and a number and that's somewhere written down and you will find it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you, yes. yes.
0: Did you find that also in the culture, this way of rationalizing things?
1: I think yes, because uh, the culture, their culture is different from our culture. Here in Oman, we know the places, we know the mosques, we know the places because people are visiting each other and they have so many relatives and the relationship between families are very strong. So when you describe, it's not very difficult for, uh, especially for the old people, maybe the young people are using uh, those uh, GBS or something like this, but in Germany, I'm talking about my experience. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the, yeah, the Germans don't have those kind of relationships. And uh, it is difficult for them, I think. And because of the number of the people... Uh, more than 80 millions, it's not uh, easy to find a place between uh, so many uh, buildings. But
0: it's true, but it's still, in, even in countries where there are many, many people like Egypt or in, in Jordan, wherever, mm. it's still an, an Arabic cultural aspect, I think, that mm-hmm. the relationships are much closer, mm-hmm. everybody's much more connected and mm-hmm. knows of each other's. the families are bigger, mm-hmm. so this connectedness this uh, relatedness defines the yeah. culture and yeah. and everything in in your life here mm,
1: i think yes yes if we we use those uh, numbers for example for the buildings i think uh, it will not work so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's inhuman it's just yeah.
0: a, a number a
1: number yes i i know but uh, here um, Maybe in the future they will use numbers because uh, people are growing and uh, so many people need uh, different service and people in the companies sometimes uh, ask for uh, the address and ask for the uh, number of the house and such things. And so it's like a kind of jumping the experience, I mean. The experience in Europe is jumping uh, for us. I think they are starting now to accept some things like things, and uh, uh, that's why some people uh, are uh, trying to put numbers in their house. Mm, and okay. They said, "Okay, just to copy this." Uh, they tried. Mm, they tried. and I mm. think you can find such things in, for example, in Al Qurum, in Al Khware, Al ghubra Those people who uh, are uh, not Omanis, uh, they need such things, and the Omani get this experience from them, and they copy this experience which is uh, good, I think. Uh, that uh, doesn't mean that uh, this experience uh, against our uh, tradition or something. No, uh, we accept this because it will help uh, to live uh, easily hmm. and to become your service also uh, easily.
0: Unfortunately, the time is running, but I would really like to discuss one last question with you. You are a teacher yes. for boys in a school, so you, you are very much connected also with the youth, besides the fact that you have kids yourself. <laughs> but I was, I was uh, talking to a few talents also for my interviews uh-huh. here, and I was really impressed by their passion, by their energy to change things for the good, for Oman, to take responsibility, especially now that Sultan Kaboos has passed away. Uh-huh. There's a new awareness, I thought. Uh-huh. And I also heard in the speech of the new sultan, uh, Haytham, that he really wants to focus on talents, education, and youth. Uh, so for you as a teacher also, um, what do you think about that? Where is, the, where is the big need for talents in Oman?
1: I will talk from my experience as a teacher. I think this kind of changing should start from the teachers. Unfortunately, most of the teachers are thinking of the salary and to live this modern kind of uh, living because i was english teacher and i am now a german teacher i got so many experiences of teaching and the best way to teach and develop our students i think the german methods of teaching will help us to First, discover those uh, talents. Uh, Secondly, they will improve the skills of thinking. Uh, You understand me? Maybe the students or the pupils need to develop their skills and their education first from the school. And that means. That's
0: where it starts.
1: Yes. And that means changing of the teaching methods. Because
0: it's still very. Old-fashioned, f- uh, like learning things by heart, not so much... Uh
1: the traditional teaching will not help those students to develop their skills and education.
0: And to it, find their talents that maybe talents. are a bit broader or specific. or.
1: And there is an, another thing. For example, this kind of moving from the villages to one place here in Mabela, for example, in Muscat, means so many students in the schools and that means less concentration on those talents and those people those students who need for example help those people who have uh, different skills for example in sport or in music or in uh, mathematics for example Uh, they they don't become uh, that kind of concentration the teachers are busy finishing the curriculum they are not taking care of the talents of the education of Mm. such things. For example, how to be a leader in the future. Mm. I'm responsible, for example, I'm coach for debating. I'm teaching debating also. And I have this experience since 10 years. I'm trying my best to use those lessons in which the teachers are not, not there. Maybe they are sick, for example. I take these lessons and Try to train my students to be leader in the future. How to discuss, how to respect the others, how to listen, how to respect and accept people also, even though they are different from you. Our students need such things because they will be leader. And this kind of leadership it will not be improved unless the teacher concentrates very well on the uh, students. Different degrees.
0: That's not an easy task. I mean, this is a cultural change. It's a change of a whole generation, building a new generation of teachers, uh, going from a traditional way of teaching, Mm -hmm. which might be more safe Mm
1: -hmm. for
0: the teachers, than going into more maybe playful and individualized way of teaching. That's challenging. I mean, that's the same in in other countries as well not only in normal yes
1: but I think this kind of challenge especially these days is not very strong and very difficult because Sultan Qaboos he started this he started this Mm. so uh, since uh, 1970 so we are now after 50 years or the 15 years Uh, that means it's the time to change our schools I think and it's time also to change the methods of teaching. And maybe you don't believe me, but I think the German experience will help us to change our students and make them, for the future, responsible. And I have tried this, by the way. Last week, I uh, presented only one method that I had learned from a German experience, and it's called the pyramids how to learn, for example, nine words, not by saying them and by memorizing them, but by playing with them. So the students will use their senses, different senses, and they enjoy learning. This we have to encourage. Enjoy the learning, enjoy discovering things, and participate with the people also, because it is a a game and the students uh, are playing together. And what's the reaction of the students? Do they like it? Of course. Hmm. They like playing. They like. And uh, I use this in my lesson. And they are very happy when they know that now it's time for our German lesson.
0: (laughs) Not only because of the language, but because of a different style. Different style. style. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure talking to
1: you. (laughs) You are welcome. I hope maybe in the future... More interviews.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I have so many more questions, <laughs> but we really have to stop here. But I have, there is one thing I wanted to ask yes, you. Yes, please. Um, because I still remember, it must be, I don't know, three years ago. And I told you that I'm scared of these wild dogs here. Mm. And then your answer was not a straight answer, but you told me a story when you went to the masjid, to the mosque. Mm. And you went inside and then you came out of the mosque and one or both of your shoes were missing. Do you remember ah, yes, that story? Yes, yes,
1: I remember this story, yes.
0: How did, Because every now and then I remember this story and it was mm. like, oh my God, that was so beautiful. Mm. I think the dog brought the shoe to your house, was yes. it?
1: Yes, yes, yes. So nice. Yeah, uh, so many people think that we are against dogs and dogs are forbidden or something like this. But it's not because the truth is we respect those animals and there are so many stories in our religion about these uh, animals and they are creative uh, animals. We are allowed also to use these animals when we uh, take our goats, for example, or we have a place for goats and camels and we put with them one dog. It's okay. We live together. We live together. Mm
0: -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much.
1: You are welcome. (laughs)
0: I want to thank my guests and you, dear listeners, for connecting and letting yourselves into our discussion. You will find some more information about today's guest, all podcasts, and many more articles on our website, safatalents.org. Please send me some feedback, and if you have recommendations and special interests, I'm Katya, and I wish you a happy day.